Great. Off you go, mate. Brilliant. Cool. Well, morning, everyone. Great to catch up with a few of you in the little breakout rooms and to um, just to catch up with some friends as well who came, other friends who came from Cornerstone City Church shortly after Gordon and Natalie went. Someone was asking in the little breakout room at the beginning about how high my hair might get. And, uh, and I said, well, it will be dependent on the uh, trip to the barbers unless I get the clippers out at home. So it's quite a few weeks. So it's just going to get higher and higher. I think over the next few weeks. So fortunately my wife Susie likes long hair. So she's encouraging me to grow it out. And I was saying years, years ago, I did actually have um, long hair. I was one of those, um, one of those people that had long hair when I was younger. And, uh, and I was trying to find a photo just to show, but I don't, I don't think I could quite get it this long again um wouldn't look quite so nice look that that's me believe it or not look at that look at that beauty there look at that lovely long hair i mean i'm i like that hair I, I like that hair i'll be honest with you but it just doesn't feel like i could pull that off now so you can imagine our family because my wife my wife says susie's hair if you've met her looks a bit like that as well so all our kids have got um mostly curly hair actually apart from ben somehow he's escaped that one our middle one but the others have all got nice curly hair so here i am with long hair um growing up pushing the long hair wonderful to be here so father come and help us this morning we we turn to you again lord as we have already this morning for all these different situations needs and uh, we we come again and we thank you for the power of your word and we're asking, Lord, speak personally to us. Help me, Lord, to be able to say things that that it's going to be like you speaking into different screens, different lounges, different dining rooms, different bedrooms, because you know where everyone is, Lord. I can't see them, and um, but you do. You see everyone who's here. So, Lord, thank you for your living word. Lord, come and shape us together, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so today I want to encourage you um, about sticking with the path of life. And there's a there's a big psalm in the Bible, which I'm sure those of you that have been Christians for a few years will know. The biggest psalm in the Bible. I won't be able to hear you all, so don't worry, I'm muting yourself. But you can sort of mouth it, can't you? Or maybe like do finger signs at me to get to it. Biggest psalm is Psalm 119. And, and, it's, and it's all about what? It's all about the, you can wave your Bibles. That's it, I can see up here tapping away. I haven't got everyone's screen here, you see, the way my setup is, but I can see Ruth tapping away at her Bible. So Psalm 119 is all about the word of God at its core. And it's a really long Psalm, but it's wonderful. There's so much stuff in there. And what I felt God wanted to talk to us about this morning was he wanted to encourage all of us, but specifically some here had a sort of sense of maybe it's a prophetic word specifically for some people. But I felt that God wanted to call a few people back onto the path today the path of his word, because that's what I want to talk about, the path of his life. And he wants to call others who maybe have given up or gotten distracted from laying the right paving slabs that they need to lay in order that they can walk on level paths. God wants to say to you, don't give up. 
I'm encouraging you again today to get back to the work of laying level paths for your feet. And this is all about the word of God. And this isn't burdensome. So this word today, even though, yes, there is some application points, there's stuff to do. Yes, there's stuff to do. But don't hear me wrongly. I'm not in any way saying that it's all down to us because this season has been a rough season. And the last thing I want to do is burden people by feeling like, oh, you know, another thing I'm not doing enough. I'm not walking enough in God's path. And I've got to lay all these heavy slabs. We know that Jesus himself said, if you come to me, he said, my, my burdens my, or my yoke is, is light. If you're actually following me, following my word and my spirit, it's light. Whereas if you're doing it by yourself, it's going to be a heavy burden. And so following Jesus and doing the things he's asking us to do, even though, yes, it's, it's active and it's, it's work, it's not the burdensome work of being left by yourself or of not walking with him at all. So know that this is the love of God. This is the father's heart about how we can walk in paths of life. We all know what's going on at the moment. We're over a year into it now. And we know that the struggles of the world globally have been magnified, haven't they, in these, in these recent months. And so at the top of the list is, of course, people's mental health and well-being. And I've experienced pressures on me in the last, last year, and I'm sure many of you have as well, but some people have, have faced extreme, extreme pressures on their, their mental health and well-being. And this is, this is whether you're a Christian or not. We know this is true of the world, but, but the church is not being immune from this at all. We've, we've felt it ourselves. And so in Medway, we got the big motorway bridge, the Medway Bridge. And at the beginning of the year, there were a few people, sadly, who, who chose to take their own life. Um, and it's a bit of a hot spot for that. And so for some, that the pressure in this season, the challenge has been so much, that's, that, that's really what they felt was their, their only option. That's the darkness that they were walking in. The Samaritans, who if you go up on the, on the bridge, they've got little signs along there. And I've had a little bit to do with them recently, actually. I've been doing a bit of training with the Samaritans, um, who you can ring. But the, the stats are pretty staggering. And so about 16 people will take their own lives every day in the UK. And just phoning up the Samaritans, so it's a, yeah, it's a free phone number, people ring where they want to talk to someone and get support emotionally, someone to listen to them, basically. They're, they're taking about 600 calls an hour, an hour nationally. And this, this, is, this is random, ringing random people, ringing up random people because they don't know wh where else to go. That's, that's the kind of level... That's just that organization. And we know there's lots of other people that are approaching other groups or organizations as well. So let's let that sink in a bit. We, we know that, but this is, this is the, the context that we live in. This is what the world is going through. And this is what we're going through. But we, we have hope. You are Hope Church sitting born. And you, you have got something to bring into that context you've got the light of life you've got the path of life you've got the word of god to bring in from your own life but to bring it into the context which you are in and this is good news this is celebration we should be saying yeah jesus thank you that we're not alone 
in this even if you felt some of these these dark thoughts and maybe you've you've even been to a place where you felt like you don't want to go on anymore the good news is there is hope uh, there is a, there is another pathway that can be taken and so one of the images in the bible that I want us to think about because we're thinking about walking on paths of life and one of the images that we find in the bible is of walking and running so you should be able to see a little picture there can you see the picture of the walkers and runners um so this if you're not a runner don't worry about it the picture on the left you can see these people walking there the christian life one of the images in the Bible, the Old Testament and New Testament, is it's compared to doing like a really long journey where you're jogging, running and walking. But you don't stand still for long. Sometimes you do stand still. You know, we have to stand firm, don't we? In Ephesians 6, it says, but you don't stand around forever. Um, you have to walk. Sometimes you sit down. We, we're told that we're seated in heavenly places, aren't we? And so we, we, we're seated, we stand, but then we have to walk in the paths of God's word. We have to walk in obedience. And so just like on that image there, some people have got sticks. That's fine. It's not all about pace. It's about keeping going and sticking to the right path and going all the way to the end. I happen to know that some people here have done very, very long runs and walks. I know Gordon and Natalie, you've done like ultras, race to the stones, these like 100k, 100 miler things that people do. Um, but the Christian life is more than 100k, more than 100 miles. Uh, the, the Christian life is until you see Jesus face to face, you've got to keep going. And I'm encouraging you today to keep going but the good news is i just want to bring another little picture up here let me share this one um so you should be able to see different paths now can you see the paths so one of the things that the bible talks about is about laying level paths for our feet and i'll touch on that verse in hebrews 12 in, in a little bit but Basically, that when you're walking and running through Christian life, you're going to go over different terrain. And some of the terrain is really tough, like the one on the left. And trying to go quickly over that terrain is going to be a challenge. Yeah. The middle one, bit better, pick up pace. One on the right, much nicer. Oh, yeah, I can start to get, get down to my, my four, four minute kilometers on that one, but I wouldn't fancy it on the ones on the left and so God wants to talk to us I believe about being aware of the different terrain that you are on but also encouraging some of us some of you who have maybe tripped up and fallen because if you're on tricky terrain you're bound to trip up and fall you maybe need to change your pace a little bit maybe you're doing too much maybe you are getting distracted and I'll give you a couple of verses for that in a, in a few moments. Maybe you're getting distracted. And so you, you've lost the way. The path on the left there, that would be easy to lose your way. If you're distracted, there's something nice that you've seen, you know, maybe an animal that's wandering over and you wander over. You might not feel like you've been able to find your way back to the path very easily because it's not obvious. 
But I think today God's saying to some of you, come back to the path of life. There is a path there. Others of you have just been on the middle one and you've just caught your foot and you've tripped up and you've gotten hurt. You felt a bit smashed down maybe in the last year and you're thinking, I just can't do all this anymore. But God's saying to you, up you get. It's all right. The, you're still on the path. You're not far. You've just fallen off to the edge a bit. Let's get up. Let's carry on. And others of you, you feel like I'm all right. I'm, I'm level. I'm running on that path. I know where I'm going. But God's saying to all of us, he's saying, I want to bring you through onto some level paths again in this next season so that you're not feeling like you're stumbling and tripping. And so you're going to work together to lay level paths so that you can all move on. Because you remember those runners in that previous picture, they were running as a group. Uh, we're not, it's not, it's not a lone run this. This is a, a team sport and we're running in partnership with others. We're running not just in partnership with those that are around you in Hope Church, but with us from a distance, we're a little bit alongside and behind as well. Others that are in our family of churches, relational mission, there's all sorts of people. We've got to work together to lay these slabs down so that we can go the distance. But the impact upon other people is huge because these paths, they're not just for our own benefit. There's something prophetic about it. We've got hope because we know what's going on globally. We know that's in some ways normal. It's just in the last year, challenges, issues, mental health issues have been accentuated. We're bringing hope to the world. And so there's something prophetic. The church is called to be prophetic. As you're walking, running, persevering, plodding on, holding arms with others and getting, getting on again, you are shining out brightly in sitting born, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your family, whatever context you are in. And so it's not just about you or me or us or your church. It's about those that don't yet know Jesus. There's something about the mission of God that you are paving the way, you are laying the slabs for other people. When you run, other people who are not even on that path yet, they see people going along somewhere, they seem to know where they're going, they can follow. If you've come off the path, if you've drifted, if you're lying down at the edge month after month, they don't know where you are going. And God's heart is that you have hope and that you bring hope to other people. And so I'm going to just give you a few verses from Psalm 19. And just to mention, just to illustrate what I've just said, I'll put up on the screen here so that you can follow along so you don't get completely lost. So you should be able to see the Psalm 19 verses there. Can you see them? Yeah, all in a little list. So we won't we won't take ages. Well, I'm not doing a full sermon on each one. Psalm 119, it's a big, it's a biggie. So I'm taking like a scattering from across this psalm to show you how this image of walking and running and sticking to the path is, is there. But you can find this other places in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. It's a common image, walking and running. We know, you know, you know that if you've read your Bibles. So here we go. Verse two, blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. So there we are, walking. Um, it's not just standing, it's walking. So that makes me think about Jesus is blameless. He's been blameless on our behalf. He's done it all. He's walked the walk, hasn't he? Praise God. 
We know that absolutely. And so Jesus has done it for us. But we know that if our walk is not blameless, it does impact our soul. Oh, are you saying it's all about me? It's about my sinlessness? Uh, no, I'm not saying it's about you being sinless. But I am saying that if our walk is filled with sin and we are ignoring the voice of God and we're not walking in the law or the way or the path or the direction of God, it does impact us. I remember for myself, I became a Christian when I was about eight. My parents were Christians. My dad was a Baptist pastor um, in uh, Sussex and then up here in, in Gillingham at Gillingham Baptist Church. And, and I, I did believe in God. And I'd, I'd prayed the prayer and I'd asked Jesus into my heart. And I, I, re I really believed it. I'm telling you, I believed it. And, it and, and God came into my life. I knew that. But between the ages of about 14 and 22, I did not walk in a way that looked like I was trying to follow God. I wasn't blameless. I was I was doing lots of stuff that was wrong and sinful. And I'd love to tell you that because of the grace of God and because Jesus had done it all when I was a Christian, didn't make no difference because his grace covered it all. All I can tell you is that for me, as the months and years went on, it was like I sort of slipped into this fog of depression, directionless. Things started to happen that weren't good. I got in lots of debt. I was drinking, I was taking drugs, I, I didn't have any direction in my life, I was discouraged, I was feeling depressed. The grace of God was there, but I was not walking according to the way and the law of God. So for some of you, it might feel like that's where you're at. And, and God's saying, come on, get on the path. It's your choice. If you want to enjoy and benefit from and walk in the good of what I've done for you, then walk in the way, walk in the path, walk in the law of the Lord. Verse 10, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. So as we saw on those images, it'd be easy to wander off if you saw like a nice little flower or something or, you know, at the side of the road. Those of you that have seen Pilgrim's Progress, the little video or read the book, um, the Pilgrim's Progress will, will know that all, all through it's a journey and there's distractions and temptations on both sides. And one of the distractions is Vanity Fair. And it's like this fairground and down you go. And it's like all the fun and games is happening there and the bright lights. But all it did in the end was lead, lead to death until the pilgrim managed to push his way through that. And so with my whole heart, I am seeking you. So this could be a challenge perhaps to some of us about whether we are wandering or not, whether we've become aimless and are wandering off into distractions and temptations. This is about a casual approach to life, drifting along. And we have to remind ourselves we're not in neutral territory. It's not like you can drift for that long without going way off the path. You won't just stand still. And so are you casual at the moment? Is your whole heart given over to Jesus? If it's not, then you'll be vulnerable to a better offer coming along. And that's true in any relationship, isn't it? That's true in our workplace. If you're not fully committed to your workplace, if a better offer comes, you're off. If you're not fully committed within important relationships as a parent or as a husband or as a wife, better offer comes along, 
I'm only 50-50 in it anyway. At that point, you're going to wonder. Verse 32, I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. And so it could be that your heart is not enlarged by God anymore. And certainly in the last few months, I felt like, oh, wow, it feels like it feels like my heart's being squeezed and shrunken, like like shriveling up. And and God's God's ideal for us is that we are enlarged in our affections for him. Not that our heart is small for him, but enlarged for other things. If it's enlarged for other things, then perhaps we're going to drift, we're going to wander. And so there's so many other things in life where, where we have a, like a, a fascination with that enlarge and stir our hearts. It could be, it could be your, your, your job. It could be money. It could be your family. It could be your workplace. It could be relationships that you're in it could be the decor of your house it could be a new house it could be work on your house it could be um some kind of hobby you've got it could go on and on and on loads of stuff enlarge our hearts i mean over the years loads of stuff has fascinated my heart and what i'm talking about is what you get excited about like you could spend hours can't you just looking online at some idea you've got about something it could be some hobby or some crafting and it's like uh, you wake up excited about it. you go to bed thinking about it. it's, it's like it, it can th different things can take over the core of your being and in that sense it's enlarging your heart whereas what God's talking about here is he's saying if you run in the way of God's word and his his path of life he will enlarge your heart over time for him and so all the time we're trying to minimize our heart from getting too enlarged about everything else that's attractive in this world and make sure we're, we're fanning into flame a heart of love for God. So where are you on that one? The next one, verse 44 to 45. I'll just put the, the verse up here again so you know we are. I will keep your law continually forever and ever. I shall walk in a wide place for I have sought your you're covering up my screen precepts which is just pre they use different words for the word of god precepts is one of them um so here it's talking about walking in a wide place if you're running in a narrow place like a narrow path if, if you're constantly like getting knocked from side to side and you can't see where to put your feet that that's, that's tough going but if you've got like an open space that you're running in this is like a feeling of freedom and um, just being able to you know put the pace up and so here the psalmist is talking about keeping the law forever continually it says there if you are continually persevering then you will eventually move into a wide place. Sometimes it is narrow. We know that. We, we know the Bible says that it's, it's the, the small door, the narrow path. That's the path to life. But there's, there's, there's seasons where you feel like you're, you're breathing. Have you ever had that as a Christian where you, you, like, you hit a new season in God or God opens some new doors and it's suddenly like, <sighs> and you feel like, oh, I've got space. It's like I can look around. I, everything's gotten clear where you know where you're going you can see ahead whereas other times it's always like narrow you can't see around the corner everything's crashing in on me that's dark the trees are there but God's saying keep going through those seasons because if you keep persevering that's what that is about 
if you keep going, then you will find eventually that it opens up into another space. You'll be able to catch your breath and keep going. Maybe a bit of a downhill stretch there. Verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And so this is about applying God's word to everyday life step by step. And if you've ever tried to run in the dark, you'll know that it's it's not happy. If, if it's very dark and you've not got a head torch on if you've been out for a walk in the dark you don't know what you're stepping in and so you need light but it's not like light that you once had when you became a christian it we're reminded if you want to walk and run in paths of life it's got to be daily shining on your on your feet so that means are you reflecting on god's work in your life day by day do you pick up the bible regularly are you thinking through your challenges at work, challenges with your family, challenges with your health? Are you re reflecting on it all with other people, with your running partners, as it were? Are you reflecting on what God is doing, what God is saying? So it's truly shining on your path step by step. Verse 101, I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside. And so it's easy to turn aside. We know that in this day and age, it's easy to turn aside the news, your mates, your friends, your colleagues, everyone's saying something, social media. What, what is it that fills your thoughts through the day? Do some of these things, some of these issues, some of these influences cause you to turn repeatedly to another source of knowledge? and power, something else that you rely on, something else that fills your heart with stuff, more stuff as if you didn't have enough already. So what is it that you look at in the day? What, what, do, you, what do you turn aside to regularly? Do you hold your feet back that should be walking, running on these paths? Do you hold them back from trotting into other sources of knowledge and strength? too much it's okay to keep up to date it's okay to be be aware of what's going on in the world and all that but sometimes issues that are going on in our world they just keep rolling don't they one to the other we hit brexit then we hit the pandemic then we hit all the issues to do with that that then we're, we're hitting issues to do with racism then we're hitting issues to do with safety of women on the street all these things are good by the way i'm not saying we don't engage or we don't have an opinion i'm talking here about whether our feet start to march off so we get consumed with stuff that's going on what, what do you look at in the first 15 minutes and think about when you wake up? Because a lot of people would say Christians not and non-Christians, successful business people would say, what goes on in the first 15 minutes to one hour of your waking day will dictate the path you go on for the rest of the day. So when you get up, what are you thinking? What do you do? What do you turn to? And for a lot of us, it will be Adam get up do not get your phone on do not start scrolling through the news and social media adam do not start replying to emails adam do not start dealing with an issue at home adam go and do something which you know is going to help you to run or walk with stability reflect on your day plan for your day pray for your day look at the word of god jump on a running machine for 15 minutes do, do, do something that's going to push you in the right direction. 
So for some of you, it's that. And then verse 101, the last little one there, I'll just bring the verses up. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. So the good news is that if you don't stray from God's path, then the snares aren't there. The snares are off the path. That's the point. If you're if you're walking with God, you're not straying. If we're not if we're not wandering away, then we're walking in that sense in safety. Whereas as soon as we 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 go off the track, we drift off, we stop for too long. We're lying down at the side. You may put your feet in, you know, a snare is what you put your foot in, isn't it? And so you may put your foot into something. It might You might feel some of you that you've already put your foot in and you've gotten caught and you're thinking, I don't know how to get out. But I feel Jesus is saying today, I can come along and release that. I can come along and release that. I can cut that. I can open up that snare. If you say, I want to get back on the path, Jesus. I want to get back on the path, Jesus. And so just finally, just to bring it into land here, in Hebrews, there's another couple of helpful little images here, and I'll flash the verses up here. So you should be able to see Hebrews 12, verse 1. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And so today, my encouragement is stick on the path of life. If there's stuff entangling you, you that's what you're going to feel like your thoughts, your body, just like you can't run free spiritually. And God's saying, come on, come on, Hope Church. Come on, Cornerstone City Church. Let's throw it off. Let's get on that path. And you've got one another. This final image and verse also from Hebrews here. Let us make straight paths for our feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. And so we've got to work together to lay these paths for ourselves, for our friends, for our families, for those that don't know Jesus. And yeah, it's, it's work. It's work, but we're not alone. It's work, but it's only laying paths for us. Jesus has already gone ahead. The way is already there. It's just, come on, let's throw off the things that are going to hinder us from being able to move forward into the things that Jesus is calling us to do. And so if that's you today, if you know, yeah, I'm, I'm distracted, I'm off the path, I don't know what image might have said to you, man, that's me. Then I, I feel Jesus is saying to us today, let's, let's simplify, let's declutter, let's downsize what's going on in our life so that you can focus sharply on the way ahead and so that you can get yourself up, start walking again. Pick those sticks up if you can't face running. Just start walking again. So I'd love to pray for you as I close and, um, and then may maybe we can respond. I don't know what you normally do, Gordon, but I can certainly pray and, and uh, see where we go from there. Is that all right? Hang on, mate. Yeah, sorry, just trying to sort the screen out. Yeah, I was just thinking that actually, rather than going in breakout rooms today, I think what we'll do, it feels like there's a, it's a word, thanks Adam for sharing what you shared, it's a word that's relevant to all of us, um, where we're at right now, and so I was thinking it might be worth our while taking a little moment, 
just to reflect on where we're at. Like I was thinking of those three pictures, whether we feel like actually we're really in a stable place, in which case we should be encouraging people to come and join us. Or if we're on one of the other two, then uh, we need to be wary because there's all sorts of, like Adam explained, um, temptations, distractions and things that could take us out for a season. And so let's all just take a moment to think about that, um, where we're at, what our response is to that. Um, and Adam, do you want to pray for us? And then I was thinking off the back of that, if anyone feels like uh, we don't want to add another like five, 10 minutes of teaching on at the end, but if anyone feels like they've got something from God, something prophetic that will encourage people or lift people up and point to Jesus, um, it might be specifically for someone, it might be general, then feel free after Adam's prayed. We'll just spend a bit of time waiting um, and let's just see what God says. God may say something. If he doesn't, that's okay. We'll just spend a bit of time waiting. Um, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Adam. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, be, be helpful. I'll pray, but we can respond. And I don't know what sort of God's saying to you, what it might have triggered. But if you want to respond to anything, just as a way of saying, yeah, God, I want to, I want you, I want your help, or I want to get back on that path. Why don't you, you can put your hand up, I'm not going to pray for you personally, I'm not going to ask you to share whatever that's about. Um, but just as a way of like we would on a Sunday, often if we're in person, we'd we'd say Let, let's let's stand up or come down the front and pray with one another so just as i'm praying if you know yet yeah, god i'm receiving your grace today you can put your hand up and um, I'll, I'll be able to see anyway and then i'll i'll be kind of saying god yeah please bless them help them all right so let's respond now jesus i thank you that you are here and that you give us grace thank you you've gone ahead you've already like run up that mountain path uh, where there was no path that one of the prophetic words for, for our family of churches is no well-worn paths Jesus you made a path where there was none and you're calling us behind you now to make that path stronger and somehow lay the slabs for others and so Jesus we look to you and we, we say help us I pray for grace this morning upon each one here Lord may we have fresh grace to stand up again to walk again to run again, to come back on the path where you've come off, come back on the path again. And so bless each one, particularly those that are responding and thinking of something particular. Lord, help, I pray. Help in the mornings to get going rightly. Lord, help during the day where there's distractions and temptations. Lord, I pray especially help with simplifying where there's too much going on, too many voices, too much stuff. Lord, I pray for a for a diluting of all those things and a, and a concentration of your word and your kingdom to come. Help us all. Help me, Lord, in that as well. We're, we're all so vulnerable to this, Lord. So bless Hope Church. And I pray for fruitfulness that they will lay paths that others around them are going to follow them on. Other people are going to say, where are they going? Where's that person going? What's that coming out of their life? And follow them. So I pray, Jesus, for, for hope to come to Sittingbourne through this amazing group of people that you've called together. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you, Adam. Um, so yeah, we'll just spend a couple of minutes um, waiting. If you feel like you've got something, it could be an encouragement from the Bible. It might be a prophetic picture or just something that you've had on your heart while Adam's been preaching. You might know what it is, but just launch out with the little you've got and often God will give you a bit more as you go. Um, so just spend a couple of minutes doing that and um, I'm sure it will bless someone. So don't hold back. So if you've got that little inkling in your gut, just go with it. Um, and, and yeah, we'll all sort of say amen at the end and hopefully it will bless someone.
Yeah, I just wanted to say that Psalm 105, um, uh, the, the verse 105, when, um, when I became a Christian, my mum gave me a Bible and that's the verse she put in. So I just felt, you know, that whole, um, Adam was saying about people, you're laying the paths for others to follow um, was really encouraging. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Bless you. Thanks for sharing, Ruth. Um, yeah, it made me think about um, the seed being scattered as we were along the, going along the path and not letting the cares of this world take away what we have. And um, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking about when, when um, the preach was being done. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. Thanks, Teresa. Yeah, one of the things you'd said about was, um, the, the, you know, the, the Lord being like the lamp, the word being like the, the lamp lighting the way. And just the reason it spoke to me, I went out the other night in the dark, went for a bit of a run and um, I nearly twisted my ankle about three or four times, just let alone the things I could have stood in. You know, the streets around here are a bit like the ones in Gillingham. There's all sorts of wonderful presents waiting for you to stead, uh, tread in them. But yeah. uh, just the thing of when we're running and we don't really know where we're going, um, inevitably it's going to end in some sort of disaster. We're going to fall over, we're going to twist something, we're going to end up injured, maimed, whatever. And, and how important it is to, to have light, you know, it's really important. And just using that analogy for our Christian faith, I think is really, really key. And so if there's anyone who's not going to the word of God and is navigating some tricky things, I'd encourage you to just go to the word of God, um, ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate it, to speak to you. And I'm sure he'll, give you what you need for what you're going through yeah yeah that's good yeah yeah good one gordon yeah um one thing just occurred to me um with my sort of 21st century british mindset i naturally when i hear a good sermon it's all about me but it's not the way to do this and apply this is in your church family. Um, so I just wanted to encourage everyone. It's not just about you and your little devotions and you and Jesus to be able to do this. Um, just encourage everyone to talk about it in the, your wider church family. Um, Cause you can help each other. God has given us to each other to help us and encourage each other. Cause we're not on this path alone. We're on it with Jesus and each other. Mm. And there are other people here. God has given you to help you, walk along this path yeah 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 good good points jonathan thank you i was thinking about um what you said about distractions and when you initially showed us the pathways i was like oh that rocky one looks quite interesting go for an adventure off there and I think that can be the danger for us we can get easily distracted and think oh that looks interesting I might just explore that a little bit whereas God's saying no you need to focus your mind a bit more and also alongside that not to be worried about what other people think it's like for me I know stuff that I watch on tv like films and stuff if I watch anything above a 15 it's not going to do me any good it makes me feel emotional or sad or angry or upset 
or just worries me. So I'll make a decision not to do that. But many other people won't have the same thing and that's okay. And it's just like, just do what you know God needs you to do to look after yourself. Just be wary where you're going. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Thanks, Natalie. As, as you were talking about parts um, on the Bible study we did during the week, we were looking at Habakkuk 3, and we looked at uh, verse 19 that said, um, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me a sure, he makes me as sure-footed as a dare. Um, when you showed the when you showed the path with those really loose stones, as I was as I was looking at it, it just occurred to me that you know actually we pass those paths and they're really difficult terrains to go through, but just like the scripture says, the, the, it's the sovereign Lord that makes us sure-footed as there to stand on those loose paths and not to fall off. And so it's really important that we stay focused on God, like you were saying through all the sermon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, brilliant. Thanks, Jute. I also felt as well, but as, as what Jonathan was saying and, and Natty, when we talk about our wandering, sometimes and you know being a part of fellowship with one another, we can't often see that we're wandering. So we need to have that loving accountability to one another. Um, I'm very much somebody that will sort of go off when I think, but you know, the Lord's so gracious in helping us come back. And um, and also I think sometimes we just don't know we do it. And so it's good to have that, fe that fellowship where people will say, actually, you know, that trait in you is kind of coming to light and, and just steer you back on. Kind of like having the reins on like you do with a little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, right. that's really helpful, Ruth, actually, just off the back of that. One of the things, Adam, you'd mentioned was about running partners and, um, you know, thinking of like little groups of people. You don't run on your own. You should have two or three people. Yeah, it's a concept we talked about a lot as a church. We actually had a little meeting the other day as leaders, just sort of talking about something we were going to call Hope Threes, where a bit like you've got in Cornerstone, like with DNA groups, a similar thing, really, particularly coming out of lockdown. We might not be able to meet with 30, 40 people, but we probably will be able to meet in threes, fours, fives, um, sixes, stuff like that. And so I think even just what you'd said and some of the things, even when we talk about them, we talk about them as running partners. I think we'll probably call them that um, just to sort of preempt that with the church rather than threes. I think the concept of running partners has got more imagery to it. It's more natural to us. We, we get what it means. And I think even the stuff, like you said, Adam, prophetically, um, that actually really helps just for that. I think it, it would really help us. And so what Ruth's saying, I think this thing of us buddying up with two or three people who maybe are in a similar season, running at a similar pace, have got similar things going on in their life, whatever that looks like. Um, there's no point in me tra training with a marathon runner that's going to run a two-hour marathon when I'm running at five hours. You know, it's, that's not. I need a, a running partner appropriate to the stage of life I'm in. Sometimes you might coach someone who's at a different level or you might ask for coaching from someone, but... I think using that as imagery for us moving forward, I think we will call them running partners. We'll obviously pray about it, but I'm, I'm feeling a real strong sense of, um, give me a little wave if you're in that chat and you think that's a good idea. Um, yeah, there's a few of us, yeah. So we'll, we'll go with that. But yeah, thanks, just so prophetically, there we go. <laughs> that's a good one. We've probably got time for one or two more. So if anyone had anything burning, don't hold back. Um, if you've not had a chance to speak particularly, go for it. 
I think it was interesting, Adam, the just your use of pictures this morning. And um, I think it was the first one of three that you had where it was just really, really rocky. And I turned to Lizzie and said, oh, that reminds me of, and straight away she said, Scaffold Pipe. Um, years and years ago, we tried to go up it, well, we didn't make it. Um, and yeah, just kind of beginners, uh, not really got the right equipment on, went up. And like the fog just kind of descended. And, and for those of you that have done Scaffold Pike, it was like those rocks that you showed, but it was wet and foggy. You couldn't see where like the edges were um, and kind of, I guess, the imagery of scripture. Um, the only way you could find your route was to rely upon the rock. So like, you know, in terms of like, who built the house from the side? Yeah. Down. Anyway, and it was just the, the the pile of rocks were obviously your kind of um, thing to focus on, and um, I think you know just going from that, it's as much as there were the three pictures, you know, even amongst them, there's the different journeys that we take. So sometimes those boulders are big, but they're also slippery. It's also foggy. Um, so yeah, kind of interesting what you then said, Gordon, about. Um, running partners being with those what type of journey you're on so you know for those that are on that kind of flat level path or those that are kind of really in in the fog yeah that will make sense but yeah cheers Adam yeah it's good thanks good one Adam uh, to, to me it was helpful what Jitte was saying about about the hinds feet on the high places but because when I was looking every time you showed me the, the, these high these high um paths I, I was completely resistant and I'm going ah, I'm not going anywhere near that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, no it's spiritual no, 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 not not physical I wouldn't do it physically but but um but, but then I, I could feel the resistance and I thought maybe I shouldn't be quite so resistant and then when she said that I thought yes that, 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 that's it. I think I think I'm a mountain goat, and I can do it <laughs> with God. <laughs> yeah, it. that was very helpful. That, that gave me that gave me courage <laughs> to consider even. That's good. Yeah, you go for it, Carol. Adam Adam Gregory reminded me uh, of my time in the Royal Navy. I had to do a I had to go on a joint forces, walk, whatever. I had to do about 40 miles, backpack, everything. And uh, while, on this particular day, while it was foggy and raining, we was following the path. And as we followed the path, the weather just got bad and bad. And there was a lot of load cloud. And all of a sudden, we came out of the cloud onto the uh, mountains. And you could see down the other peaks and you could see all the fog everywhere that you've been traveling through. And sometimes the Christian life is a bit like that sometimes. You have to go along the path and it's hard work along the path. But once you get up higher, all the bad weather, the low, the low cloud just disappeared. And it was a beautiful sight. You could see the, the sun, there was no clouds, only this low mist below, and it was all gone. And it's the way I think of our journey in our life is like that, is uh, walking on and on. And uh, then all of a sudden, 
you're there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Mike. That's a very good point. Brilliant. Thanks, Mike. I'm just um, just mindful of time. It's, it's half 11. And what would be great, if you had something to share and you didn't quite get a chance to, make use of the WhatsApp group, or if you're not in there, just ping me a message and we can share it with everyone else. Um, but could we all come off mute and just start, say a massive thank you to Adam, give him a clap, whoop, whatever you want to do. Let's just let him know. Let's yes, him and say thanks. He's going to be the last one. There's always that thing. Like, you know, some, some of you will know that there's that thing where I go on about being the last one to clap. I actually got that from Adam. That, that was that from Adam. We, we'd go on these big leaders retreats, like, and um, what was 600 odd leaders from across the UK when I first got involved in church leadership called Prayer and Fasting. And Adam would be really embarrassing. I'd be stood next to him as like this green, you know, wet behind the ears leader, which I probably still am. And he'd, he'd be the last one sort of doing this clap after everyone else, trying to be the last one in the room. And there'd always be someone else trying to do it as well. So you'd be like, oh, no, everyone's looking now. This is really embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I never told you that. It was really embarrassing, mate. But um, yeah, it's good. I can't even remember doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of them things. Yeah. So um, what we'll do, we've, um, we've obviously got um, our, our prayers of many on Friday night. So just to let you know that, so we won't be meeting on Thursday. That was something someone asked the other day. So we won't meet in our midweek group on Thursday, but there may be an opportunity or two to gather together and pray during the daytime. So we'll share those with you in the WhatsApp group, um, but we won't have a, a, a midweek group because we'll have the thing on Friday night. Um, Liz, can I pick on you, Liz? Because you've just moved to Sittingbourne, haven't you? But you've been with us for a little while. Could you, um, at, firstly, just how are you settling in? And then maybe you could pray for us all and sort of, Thank God for Adam and what he's contributed as well. That'd be great. And then we'll close. Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing really well. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm setting in really well. All the boxes are unpacked. And uh, yeah, doing well. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, it's yeah. great you're with us. So we still see you via screen. There's probably not many of us that have met you physically yet. Um, loving but... the painting, Liz. <laughs> Sorry? Sorry to interrupt, but loving the painting behind you. Yeah, oh, lion. the lion of the yeah. tribe of Judah. I was looking at that. Yeah. Lion of Judah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So, yeah, it's great you're in, in town. So, if anyone wants to meet up with Liz, take her out for a, a coffee, go for a, a slow walk up the high street. Um, please get not in touch. Yet. With her. Welcome her to the town. Um, yeah, not yet, not yet, not yet. Not quite not yet. yet, not quite yet. We'll ring her up. Um, so Liz, would you mind praying for us? Give thanks to God for Adam as well. Whatever your heart's led, that'd be great. Thanks. Okay. Yes, Father God, I just thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for the fellowship, even though it's on Zoom. Um, thank you for Adam and for the word he brought to us. Lord, just be with us through this week. Lord, um, you know all our needs and 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 all our problems and worries, and you are the only one, Lord, that can deal with them for us. So we just thank you, Lord, that you're there, that we can turn to you whenever we need to. So, Lord, just be with us now as we go through the week until we come again next week, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Brilliant. Thank you, Liz, for that wonderful... Well, your voice is going. I don't know what's wrong with it. But... That's all right. Have a, have a nice stiff glass of water. You'll be all right. Nice glass of water. Brilliant. Okay. Well, well done, everyone. It's been lovely to see you. Thank you so much, Adam, for uh, taking the time out this morning to be with us. Really, 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 
um, yeah, by that. Look forward to seeing you Friday night. And yeah, uh, yeah. do you want to take yourselves off mute? Say goodbye to everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.